Welcome to Identity Church Sunday Morning Message, where sonship is revealed. Stay tuned at the end of this message to receive more information about resources available through Identity Church. Now grab your Bible, sit back, and enjoy a message from Identity Church that is already in progress. But what I'm saying is that I think God is, you know, the Father's up in heaven going, you kids are going to be family whether you like it or not. So there is no plan B is what I'm trying to tell you. There is no plan B. There's one plan. Uh, God has put the plan together. Uh, he's not caught off guard of what we're doing, how it's coming. I actually think, in my personal opinion, he's in the middle of it. <clears throat> I think he might have pulled the trigger on it. And, and I think that, that, that he, he has a plan to have more people born again and more people saved in this season than any other season. As a senior pastor, I have prayed with more people in the last two weeks to get their relationship back right with God, the Father. Uh, why? Because fear has a voice. And, and the problem is they're hearing the voice of fear when they used to hear the Father and they are making adjustments. So, so let's, let's don't miss this opportunity. Here's the bottom line. Now, the bottom line is this for me. The first great awakening was in a national crisis called the Revolutionary War. We were trying to get out from underneath the oppression uh, of, of England, and, and our, our nation was fighting for freedom. And the Great Awakening hit, and, and the nation became revived and knew God in a form that, that they had not seen had we ever. And I really believe you got to understand the core of our nation because this is a national thing. Then the second Great Awakening was on the heels of the Civil War. Now, the Civil War um, was an internal war. So you got the war from the outside, then you have the world uh, war going on on the inside. And as Christians, we have we have both sides. You have the outside coming at you. That you got stuff on the inside he's dealing with. So there is no plan B. Let's let's let him have it. Here's here's the thing: the the civil the uh, second Great Awakening was more of a regional thing that happened in in upstate uh, uh, New York, that whole area of the Northeast, and it really uh, it changed the nation but didn't touch the nation okay i mean i've done all the studies on on that it 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 really did not transform the nation but i'm telling you what's going on now in my opinion is 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 not only uh regionally locally this is a national thing for us as a nation and it's a part of the world process and so I'm saying, let's don't miss the opportunity to preach the gospel, to, to, to be the light in the midst of darkness, to be um, peace in the midst of fear. And let's lead some people to Jesus. You know, it's time to lead some people to Jesus. And so that's, that's where I'm at with this. Um, I, I want to share something. Um, Ron's going to get up and share some prophetic insight. We are, we are a prophetic house. And so we, we have some prophetic insight to where we're at individually and corporately and as the world. But I want to I want to share. I, I want to share something with you. Tuesday night, I was praying and asking the Lord what to do about our church. Uh, and I'm responsible, <laughs> uh, you know, to what we do. And I, I made a decision. The Lord said to me, are you a shepherd? 
I'm like, um, you've called me a lot of things. We kind of talked about it, but yeah, I guess I am. He goes, well, you've never used your access as a shepherd to go into the vault. I said, what is that? There's a vault in heaven for a shepherd that is resources. And so I went in there and I started grabbing resources. Um, I started calling some of our elderly people that have sicknesses and things, and I asked them not to come. Now, this is before we decided that we should not have a, a, a corporate meeting. There were some that are elderly. I, I, I said, I would let you come if you told me you heard God. So, but, but at everyone that I talked to, uh, I felt like I had picked up resources out of this vault in heaven as a, as a shepherd, and, and, and I was releasing safety, provision, uh, 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 comfort, and, and, and as there's, those are the resources as a shepherd. I mean, he is the, ultimately our shepherd, correct? But I also sit in that position because I took the responsibility. It kind of alarmed me a little bit that I had not entered into that vault to get what a shepherd needs to release to the people. And so I'm going to read Psalms 23 at the end of what we have today, and then I'm going to pray from the position, not as a prophet, um, I, I are one of those, and not as an apostle, I are one of those. But I'm going to release a blessing over everyone who has ears to hear and a heart to receive from the position of a shepherd. I'm going to read Psalms 23, and I'm going to pray over you at the end of the message, okay? What I've got now, I said to uh, uh, Ron, has some insight. If he would come, and uh, we will take it from there. Hey, all right. Hey, is it back on, Kevin? I don't know. All right. I'll just say this. God is good. We need to declare that over ourselves. God is good. And we need to prophesy that over ourselves and our neighborhood and our friends and our family. God is good. We have friends that got the coronavirus. One of them passed away. God is still good. He's still good. They're in Georgia, so I know people just looked at me like, <laughs> I'm glad you didn't go visit them while you were here. But, I mean, he is good. Listen, um, as I began to um, hear about this, I was in Alaska. The Lord said to come home and, and go. Uh, I was to leave early. And uh, I had planned on leaving Wednesday. And the more uh, we pressed into it, I talked to Charlie. Um, I talked to the pastor up there. He said, no, it's time to go now. And so I didn't want to be stuck in Alaska. And uh, I wanted to come home. And so and they have currently shut down Alaska for in and out travel. So um, I'm glad I listened to the Holy Spirit. And that's the key in the season. Listen to what the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. But back in September during the Feast of uh the fall feast, we got together as a church body and we talked about the coming Hebrew year, 5780. It is the new era. It has to do with the letter, the number 80 has to do with the letter pay, P-E-Y. Pay is a representation. The picture of it is a mouth. And so what we're seeing right now, and we've even heard from the president of this country, is that there is a war of words in this decade. 
the president said, I am a wartime president. He is warring over this word called coronavirus. And so we as believers need to recognize the season that we're in so that we can posture ourselves in the proper way. So God was preparing us even back in the fall that we needed to reposture ourselves, that we're coming out of the decade of seeing and hearing and listening to a season of decreeing and speaking the things that we saw in this past season. So this is the year of pay. Pay, I just said that. I'm, I'm going to skip over a bunch that I've already said. Uh, so what does this year mean for us? We are to break through into the new era. We're doing that right now. We're breaking through. It's a year to release God's decrees. That's the opposite of what, uh, you know, don't allow just the, the decrees of the, the news media, the decrees of other people, those that are not born again. Don't allow other people's decrees to silence your decrees and the decrees of heaven. It's also about uh, some of the pay words this year are about word, expression, speech, breath, vocalization. Um, in Psalms 107.20, he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Matthew 8.8 8 said, just say the word and my servant will be healed. It's a season to understand the power of the spoken word. We hear about this um, in also in Proverbs, where it says life and death are in the power of the tongue. So we want to listen and speak the words of life in this season and not death. We don't want to partner with death in this season. We want to fight death at every turn. And Jesus is living on the inside of us. He is abundant life. So speak life in this season. Jeremiah dealt with his own dilemma in his own day. He was timid and afraid. The big thing that's going on right now in the earth all over the globe in this pandemic is fear. I myself came back from Alaska after speaking faith and dealt with an outward attack of fear, just like the prophet Elijah. I dealt with that. I knew it was external and I had to wrestle over it. And we have to wrestle sometimes with the things that are coming against us so that we don't get into agreement with it. This was the same thing that Jeremiah was dealing with. It was his own personal dilemma. We feel ill-equipped. Some of you are struggling with feeling ill-equipped in this season. Maybe you, the enemy is beating you up with a lie. Well, you should have done more. You should have did this. You should have done that. But God has even been preparing us through the messages of our own pastor. You're innocent through the blood of Jesus Christ. The solution to Jeremiah's dilemma was first obey and go to everyone he sends you to. My own personal uh, experience that this week was just, what is God saying to me? What do you want me to do? I'm not on a national stage. I'm Ron Culver. I live in Sanford, Florida, and I have a small realm of influence. What do you want me to do? And he said, son, I want you to go break communion over the gates of your neighborhood, and I want you to take these rocks, and I want you to place them at the gateways of your neighborhood. That's what I want you to do. Okay, I'll do that. I'm going to do that. That's the thing I'm going to do. And even as he was telling me about these rocks and the rocks that I put out, uh, you know, the scripture is if we don't praise him, he'll cause the rocks to cry out, right? And praise him. But the Lord turned it around. I'm telling you, this message of innocence is getting into me. He turned that whole scripture around because my whole life I looked at that as a negative, right? Because if I'm not doing it, then he's got to make the rocks do it. 
Mm-mm. What the Lord showed me in the vision for my neighborhood is people that are un- unbelievers, people that are even believers that get under the spirit of fear as they as they as they're unable to because of their own personal unbelief are struggling with the truths of God's words. He's going to have the rocks cry out on our behalf. They're going to cry out for us when we can't do it for ourselves. That's good news. So do what God says in this season. God will fill your mouth with his words to speak. Continue to obey and do what God says. Jeremiah did not declare his own words, but he spoke God's words and declarations. And that's what we need to do. As you speak God's decrees, this is what's going to happen. Principalities will be uprooted. Power structures will be torn down. Institutions will be destroyed. Human rulers will be overthrown. God's kingdom will be built up. God's purposes will be established. And when you declare what God is saying, the atmosphere changes. That's what God has called the church to do in this hour. God did not create us just to hang out. He created us as the legislative body in the earth. We're the legislative authority that legislates the truth and the reality of the kingdom of God in the earth realm. We are the ecclesia. That's what it means. It's the legislative body of heaven. It establishes boundaries. When we say this is as far as something goes, this is as far as something goes. If we say this is it, this is it. That's the boundary. It makes decrees and changes laws. That's the ecclesia. So, who can speak and have it happen if the Lord has not decreed it? It is is it not from the mouth of the Most High that both calamities and good things come? When you speak your word, it can fall to the ground, but when you speak God's word, it will happen. One of the things that I saw immediately when we were getting ready for Sunday service in Alaska, I saw a lot of people speaking the word of God, right? But I, as I watched, the Lord opened my, my eyes and, he, and, and I saw their words just fall to the ground. And I'm like, why? Well, he let me see even a little, a little bit further. And he said, because behind that, those words was a mountain of fear. And we got to be like little children, innocent little children have to know when they're in trouble and that it's okay to cry out to daddy and say, I need your help. It's okay to say, I'm afraid. It's okay to say, I have unbelief. But it's a time for honesty and transparency before the Lord because He sees it anyway. Because we want our words, His words, to have power in this season. So this is the year of the mouth. Set a guard on your mouth. This is what God told us in September. Begin to set a guard on your mouth. Don't give voice to unbelief. Don't murmur and complain. If Beverly were here this morning, she'd say, be thankful for everything that's going on just the way it is. Be thankful that you're in quarantine. Be thankful that there's no toilet paper at the the grocery store. Be thankful. Don't murmur and complain. Instead, be careful to declare what God has said. Claim His promises. Thank Him by faith that He will do what He has said. In Hebrew, your face represents you. To do something before your face is to do it in the presence. God's face also represents God's presence. And Bill Vanderbush came here and he gave us that picture 
of what it means uh, when God comes and he gets down and he gets on his knees and he gets face to face with us. That's the season that we are in as the, as the church. We're in a season where God is getting down on our level and he's getting face to face with us. He prays it in the, in the priestly blessing in Numbers 6, 23 through 27. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Toward, and the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. We're not going to. When God turns his face back to you, he gives you peace. If you look at the, we, we quote this scripture all the time, Second Chronicles chapter 7, if they seek my face. If you go back and look just a verse before that, it talks about calamities and plagues. The verse before this one is about calamities and plagues. And so if, if they seek my face, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin. My eyes will be opened and my ears attentive to their prayers. It includes health, prosperity, and peace. It is to be safe in mind, body, and possessions. That's what's at stake. That's what everybody's in fear of. That's what we're wrestling with right now. It's to be complete and lacking in nothing. When God's face is towards you, there is nothing He will withhold. A year of pay is a year to seek God's face. How do we do it? It's simple. Make a conscious, cho- a conscious choice to seek God's face. Listen, I was telling Rodney before we got started, my entire uh, structure and day-to-day routine has been upset because of the last couple of weeks, right? So I'm gaining weight again, not happy, right? So I've got to get back into my routine. My routine was to go out and run and, and walk and pray and talk to the Lord. I have to make a conscious choice to seek the Lord on a daily basis, to make being close to God a goal today. That's what he wants. He wants us to draw near to him and he will draw near to us. It's a, it's a, it's a year of prayer and intercession. It's a, the pay word paga is intercession. Palal is prayer, a pay word. God is calling you to a new level of prayer and intercession this year. As I'm praying and interceding, come on. Pastor Charlie just talked about it. There are people whose lives are going to come into the kingdom in this season. And part of that is through prayer and intercession. Prayer and intercession. He wants you to know that you can change nations through your intercession. He's calling you to intercession because the world is in a mess. Pay words include earthquake. Listen, I know with all the news of of uh, the things that have been going on, there been, there were five earthquakes this week in South Carolina, North Carolina, and Tennessee. That's happening. That refugees. We're seeing uh, people that are being displaced and out of their out of their homes. We're seeing plagues like uh, the locust in Africa now in the Middle East. We're seeing we're going to see probably revolt and rebellion if we're not interceding for our nations and our cities cities in our neighborhoods because people who get under the spirit of fear are going to revolt and rebel. Uh, we'll skip those. This is a, a very important. We were looking at this in the fall. This is how good God is. He said that coming this year, we needed to look at from the feast of Purim to the feast of Passover. Guess what? That's the season we're in right now. This very season is the, this season right here. April the 8th will start the feast of Passover. And then here's what Chuck Pierce said about the coronavirus back last September. He said he prophesied the beginning of the Hebraic year that there would be a massive plague-like invasion that would test us until Passover. 
and that nations would come into turmoil until that time. Passover is April the 8th. So let's intensify our prayers and decrees that we can see this virus die off over the next several weeks rather than escalate. Passover is the time when people of God were protected by the blood of the Lamb in the midst of the peril they faced. Remember, life and death is in the power of our mouths. Speak life. Finally, pay words include blow, puff, kindle a fire. Let the Holy Spirit kindle fresh fire in you. It's a miracle, a wondrous thing. It's a year of signs, wonders, and miracles, visitations, and visits. I believe this is what Charlie was talking about, the, Reforma- the big reformations that have happened before. In this, God is using things like this to be a catalyst for what things He's about to do. Expect visitations from the Holy Spirit this year. Welcome to the year 5780. It's a year to seek God's face, a year to take up your authority, It's a declare what God has said, a year to change nations through prayer and intercession, a year to prosper. Well, that doesn't look right, does it? It's a year to prosper. It's a year to stand with Israel, a year to be delivered. It's a year of Holy Spirit visitation. It's time to break through into the new era. Back last year, I'm going to end with this. You need to declare over yourself when Pastor Bobby was here during the NAS conference, you need to be persuaded that God is for you and not against you. You need to be persuaded that His words over your life are true and accurate and and have life-giving power. You need to be persuaded that God is uh, above every... Uh, name that is named when they when they are uh, dissecting the facts of the coronavirus a decade from now the fact will still remain the blood of Jesus is over every name and every circumstance that we've ever faced or ever will face in Jesus name Amen. okay right, Miss Karen she's got a some historical record. Uh, she is our lead intercessor, and, and uh, she's going to talk to us about how to pray. Yeah. Okay. You need the microphone. All right. I um, want to just follow up on some of the things that Ron said about breakthrough into a new era. Breaking through, that word came up a lot during his um, his talk. And that we as the church, we are called to change the atmosphere because we are the ecclesia of God here on the earth. I want to share um, a word the Lord gave me at the end of service last Sunday uh, when Pastor Charlie was giving us this scripture from Second Chronicles chapter 7 about the Lord desiring to heal our land. And uh, when he said that, when... Pastor Charlie shared that I heard uh, the Lord say that he wanted to pour out or he was going to pour out the spirit of the pioneer on his sons and daughters. And that's what I want to talk about. Um, When I got that word, I'm going to make this fairly quick. When I got that word, it was like I saw uh, movie clips going uh, in front of my spirit. And so that's what I'm going to share with you. The very first thing I felt was uh, the desire of God for this piece of earth we call the USA when it was created back in Genesis chapter 1, verse 10. 
that every piece of dirt has a purpose, every piece of dirt has a destiny, and that's the dirt in us too, the atom in us. But uh, this here, what I saw was the United States was created to be fruitful for the glory of God. I saw the pilgrims coming, and I could feel it was really heavy. I was in almost like travail in the back row there. I could feel their fear. I could feel their excitement, their tenacity. I could, um, I felt the integrity of their hearts. It was a myriad of emotions as they set out across the ocean to find liberty in their desire to worship God. I then could see Joshua. All of a sudden, it flipped over to Joshua in the um, in the desert there with the Israelites as he stood before them, and I saw Joshua chapter one. He was giving them God's command not to fear. And um, what I saw in verse 7, it was the Lord was speaking through Joshua, and he says in verse 7, only be strong and very courageous. And uh, in the end of that verse, it says, observe the word and the law, what was written. And this is similar to what Ron is saying. We have to engage in the Word of God. It is the living Word of God. We have to believe that it is living and it's not dead, and as we speak it, that it creates, because that's what it was meant to do. In verse 9, again, he says, be strong and of good courage, and the specific command is, do not be afraid. We cannot be afraid. Fear can have no place in us. If we have the love of Christ, the word tells us that perfect love casts out all fear. So we need to realize that we are loved because we are innocent. That's that message again. In verse 18, it's the last time it said, it says, only be strong and of good courage. Each time it's a little bit different. But the message at this point is you rebel against the command and you will die. Joshua was, was given the command to put to death everyone that rebelled. And I believe that this is a time where we have to recognize that it is the word of God that is going to bring us life. It's not the news. It's not whether or not we can buy food or whatever. Who cares? You know, Jesus called us to, us to fast anyway, so what's the big deal? So, but the truth of the fact, the truth of the matter is this, is we must obey, we must take of the word, eat of the word, be the word, so that we will not die. So these were pretty strong words, but those words and that conviction was what built our nation. It's what builds the church, the body of Christ. And then the next clip I saw was our nation's flag flying. A few things that we can learn from those that have gone before us. That's what I saw. Built into our nation, even into the symbolism of our flag, are great declarations we can claim over ourselves and our nation at this time. We need to remember the blood that was shed for the liberties that we have. That is the red. It stands for hardiness and valor. God is calling us to be hardy and full of valor. The white, the purity, innocence, and integrity of the intentions of the people that built our nation. That's what we need. We need 
the purity of innocence. We need the integrity of standing in his word and being his word. The color blue in our flag symbolizes justice, vigilance, and perseverance that is needed to maintain our liberties. So as the body of Christ, we need to exercise justice. We need to be vigilant, and we need to persevere in the things of the Lord. Just like Ron said, you get up in the morning, you ask the Lord, what do you want me to do today? And do what he tells you to do, that we might be miraculous in a way in the things that we do. So I saw these things that I just spoke out being bestowed upon the church in this hour. I saw the church then as Lady Liberty in the New York Harbor, holding high the torch of light, showing the way to the lost. That's what we have this opportunity now. And I'm going to read the inscription on the Statue of Liberty. And this is us. Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free, the wretched refuge of your teeming shores. Send these, the homeless, the tempest tossed to me. I lift my lamp beside the golden door. So we hold the lamp of the Lord. The body of Christ holds the lamp of the Lord. It is the Holy Spirit within us beside none other than the door who is Jesus Christ. And so as he was sharing about this is our time to share the gospel, like Pastor Charlie was saying about the awakening of the bride, we are waking up to understand who we are. So I want to share this last piece of the movie that I saw before I pray for you to receive the pioneering spirit. The last piece the Lord gave me was a picture of Herman Cortez, the Spanish conquistador. He led an exhibition which led to the fall of the Aztec Empire in 1521. His personal motto for himself and his men was conquer or die. And it sounds just like Joshua and the Israelites entering into the promised land. In order to ensure his men's loyalty and commitment to this exhibition, Herman, Herman Cortez burned his three ships. There was no going back. No plan B. For Joshua, there was no going back. For all the men and women who died to make this country great, there was no going back. For every pioneer that blazed trails across our nation in order that it might be what it is today, there was no going back. When we gave our hearts to Jesus Christ, naming him as our Savior, there was no going back. I believe the Father is releasing upon his sons and daughters in this hour the pioneering spirit in order that we as the bride would move forward into the unknown without fear, but with the lamp of God, his Holy Spirit, to show the world a better way and to bring glory to his name. Amen. So I just want to pray. I thank you, Father, for this revelation. I pray that the hearts of the men and women that are listening to this uh, message, to those in their area of influence, 
Lord, I thank you that their hearts will begin to burn with the understanding, the counsel, and the knowledge that the Holy Spirit brings to them as believers and even to those who are being convicted by the word of God that don't know you yet. I thank you, Lord, that you are causing us to be torches lit on fire to show the way into your heart, to show the way, even though we don't know exactly what's going to happen, it doesn't really matter because when we are fully persuaded that you are who you say you are, you can take us anywhere you desire. That is what I'm asking for, Father, for fearlessness, for tenacity, for focus on you and your will and your way for us as the body of Christ in this hour. In Jesus' name, I pray. I just want to say some, one thing. The Lord had me wear this shirt today. I don't know if any of you know what this means, but it is the mark called noon. It means the Nazarene. And the Lord reminded me that we have so many examples across the globe of those who are willing to be martyred for their belief in Jesus Christ. And this is the mark that ISIS put on the houses of Christians when they were in full swing. I just want to say that we need to be marked. We need to accept, receive, recognize the seal that the Lord has put upon us. And we need to be who he's called us to be, no matter what. Amen. 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 Well, it's good stuff. Good stuff. Um, okay. I want <clears throat> to... Thank you, Ron. Thank you, Karen. Um, I want to read um, Psalms 23. I know that, you know, I think the uh, Facebook Internet community is lagging way behind. And we will have this edited and up today. That way people can pull it out of our YouTube library. And so you can get that on your app and go from there. <clears throat> Psalms 23 in the, uh, the Passion Translation. The Lord is my my best friend and my shepherd. The Lord is my best friend and my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, a quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of the deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me for you already have. <laughs> so if fear is trying to conquer you, you haven't let God through Jesus Christ, conquer you. That's a good word right there now. <clears throat> you remain close to me and lead me through all of the ways. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort in your love takes away my fear. I'll never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast, even when my enemies dare to fight. You anoint me with the fragrance of your Holy Spirit. 
You give me all I can drink of you until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursues me all the days of my life. Then afterwards, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence to be forever with you. That's a great chapter right there. I think it's where we're at right now. So listen, um, my encounter on Tuesday night, um, I did go, it, I, I kind of re, uh, reassessed who I am in the kingdom. Um, I, know, I know my gifting, but the position of shepherd is under the Lord Jesus Christ as the ultimate shepherd, the chief shepherd. And he showed me that vault that I had not accessed. And I asked, accessed it Tuesday, and I've spoken over some of our elderly that uh, I was not going to let come, you know, and then things changed. So I just want you to just, just put your hand over your heart, and I want to I pray a prayer um, with, with, with what God has showed me out of that vault in heaven, because I represent the shepherd. And from that seat, I declare peace will become greater than fear. Strength, health, wholeness. The gift of uh, reconciliation, the ministry of reconciliation is part of that vault because reconciliation and relationship is part of the, the, the bread, the children's bread. So I release physical strength. I cancel sickness and disease. I speak life. I speak provision to come from the north, the south, the east, and the west, from the close and the far. To every believer, the, the, the shepherd releases and protects. Lord, if there's one of us who needs to... Uh, uh, get a little uh, hooked by your rod, bring bring correction, because you're a good father. It is not um, it is not punishment. It's discipline. So in this season, Father, we receive your discipline. We receive your corrections, but we 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 foremost receive your love. And so I just release love to every member of Identity Church, every relationship of Identity Church. I release the open vault of heaven for your provision from the Good Shepherd. I give you access to go find those hidden treasures in His love. And I bless you in Jesus' name. Thank you for tuning in to today's message from Identity Church. To know more about us, go to IdentityChurch.net where you'll find resources such as a calendar, media, and upcoming events. You may also download an app for your mobile device from the Apple App Store or Google Play. Then from your mobile device, you can hear our messages, read from the Bible, take notes, connect with us on the social media, and even pay your tithe. Again, thank you for tuning in to today's message from Identity Church.